This is Purple Roof Podcast and audio articles giving you the latest news and research from the green roof industry. My name is Anna Sakrisen and this is the audio version of my article, What is a Combined Sewer? Does your city smell of poo from time to time? Well, it's quite likely that you have felt the whiff of such unpleasant odours after heavy rain events. But have you ever stopped and asked yourself why this happens? You might not like the answer. The reason is overflowing combined sewers. How does a combined sewer work? A combined sewer is a system in which surface runoff from streets and parks and sanitary sewage water, and that would be the poo, is collected in the same system. The problems occur during heavy rainstorms when the sewage systems may reach maximum capacity. Now, Without a release function, the sewage system might be, become completely flooded, resulting in raw sewage backing up and overflowing your toilet. Nasty! But in order to avoid this fountain of horror, combined sewer overflows, as the Brits call them, or stormwater regulators, as the US Americans call them, are constructed to prevent this brown muck from flooding your white bathroom tiles and instead overflow into your closest water body. In Washington DC, it's Rock Creek and the Anacostia River. In Portland, Oregon, it's the Willamette River and Columbia Slough. In London, the Thames. Now, even if these rivers not always smell of sewage, the water just isn't clean and safe. Imagine if we could take a stroll down to, for example, Rock Creek Park in DC for a swim. However, the thought of jumping into the current fecal coliform water is not something most of us have on our bucket list. A combined overflow event defines the actual release of the untreated sewage through the stormwater regulator. Now you'd be surprised to how many US American cities still use combined sewers. It's estimated that around 40 million people in the US live in cities where combined sewers are in use. Most located in small towns. And this is quite a staggering number. In Europe, the same problem applies. Now, Luckily, modern sewage systems separate the sanitary sewage from the surface runoff, but many cities worldwide are stuck with these old systems. So, is this a real problem? It's just a bit icky but harmless? According to a 2005 report from the US Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, around 85 billion gallons of untreated water is released into the US waterways per year due to combined sewer overflows. Wow, that's something. But what does this mean? Is it dangerous at all? Well, according to the EPA, 3,500 to 5,000 cases of gastrointestinal disease are caused by CSO per year in the US alone. Also, there have been reports showing that outbreaks of waterborne diseases in the US have been on the rise over the past years and that these outbreaks correlate with heavy rains. One should also remember that even though most adults have no problem surviving some heavy bouts of diarrhea, the old, very young or ill 
may not be so lucky. Furthermore, links between antimicrobial resistance development and CSOs have been investigated, and this is of course of most grave concern. Any other problems with combined sewer overflows? Yeah, there are many other issues with CSOs. Apart from the health issues associated with CSOs, there are grave environmental concerns with toxic and untreated sewage slush being released into water bodies. Not only could drinking water deposits be affected by the high nutrient content and potential toxicity of municipal and industrial sewage, but this could have profound negative effects on ecosystems, fish deaths, oxygen-free lake bottoms. Shellfish could also be affected and no longer be suited for consumption, beaches closed, motor oil, road salts, pesticides, fertilizers, pathogens and much more, all released straight into your local water body. It's easy to see how this also leads to financial issues with tourism industry being affected. And trust me, cleaning up a CSO is not a cheap nor a pleasant exercise. How green roofs can prevent that city-wide poo smell. So, what to do? Well, there are a few solutions to this problem, apart from rebuilding the sewage systems for 40 million people in the US alone, and the key is to reduce stormwater flow rates. Bioretention systems such as rain gardens could be added to landscaped areas. Asphalt could be exchanged for permeable paving or pervious concrete. Grey water could be collected and used on site. Another solution is to collect rainwater from roofs and then use it to irrigate during dry spells. And green roofs are another effective way to help mitigating CSOs. Also, green roofs bring many other environmental benefits such as reduced heat island effects and reduction in fine particle concentrations, but those are topics for another article. The new generation green roofs bring more flexibility than your granddad's green roof. There are green roofs that offer retention only, which is sufficient to deal with 50% of the annual rain volume, representing about 80% of the storm frequency. However, it cannot deal with the 20% of the storm frequency that represents 50% of the volume. And that's exactly those big storms that cause flooding in CSOs. One should recall that CSOs are the result of too much water at once and not necessarily due to an absolute volume. The tension is the most reliable way to prevent too much at once and coupled with retention volume is still reduced. Detention-based green roofs. Detention is now possible on green roofs, for significant value added. And to be honest, few people can't afford being flamboyant do-gooders only from the goodness of their hearts. The economic aspect of this issue should be taken as seriously as any other aspect, as it is as often the key to success. Detention-based green roofs bring huge benefits as they not only retain and remove about 50% of the total annual rain volume, representing the 80% of the rain events, but they detain water as well, and that means dealing with the remaining difficult 50%. As the detained water is kept on the roof, development space is being freed up, as you don't have to build a bioretention pond tank or rain garden. Now this extra developmental space could render income such as extra parking space, a small cafe or whatever floats your boat, and this pays for the roof. 
Now, just to remind me of the difference between retention and detention. Retention is the water that is lost from the roof via evapotranspiration, whereas detention is that which eventually will flow off the roof but is held for a tiny bit longer. If you detain water for a bit, the sewers can empty somewhat and never reach maximum capacity. In summary, detention keeps the poo away from your local beach. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, you can contact us per email at info at purple-roof.com or through our website contact form. And don't forget to subscribe to us. You can find us on all the major podcast directories and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter or YouTube or SoundCloud or Spotify or iTunes. My name is Anna Sakrisen and this is Purple Roof Podcast and audio articles bringing you the latest news and research from the green roof industry.